Hi there. It's me, Peter Alsop, back again with my Songs to Chew podcast. This week, we have a song for adults and teens called Let's Not Do This Anymore. It's from my River of Life album, which is an album I put together while I was working as part of a think tank called Up the River Endeavors. It was an amazing group of people who would meet once a year in Martha's Vineyard to discuss ways to mitigate the huge population growth that us human beings were experiencing. We all agreed that we needed some workable ways to address what was becoming a major threat to our survival on this planet Earth of ours. It was a Gordian knot of so many life-and-death issues woven together that it was difficult for us to prioritize which ones deserved our most immediate attention. What we came up with as the best and most immediate solution to slow down the huge growth of human beings was to empower women worldwide and to make sure they had control over their own bodies and the choice about how many children to have and when. We were a diverse assemblage. A wide range of nonprofit organizations participated with us over the 12 years that I was associated with them. Mal Jones and Carol Curry, the philanthropist organizers of the group, had invited mostly female senior staff representatives from groups like Amnesty International, Population Coalition, Zoological Society of Milwaukee, National Organization for Men Against Sexism, Mother Jones Magazine, Feminist Women's Health Centers in Atlanta and California, Women's Action for New Directions, National Women's Health Center, Hollaback, Journal of Atomic Scientists, and of course me. I wrote a number of songs about the many different issues that we felt were germane to our discussions about what we might do to head off some of the impending pressures and problems that were already floating down the river toward us and would continue to do so in the future, hence our name, Up the River Endeavors. We were going to go up the river and see if we could figure out why the babies were falling in. Today's song, Let's Not Do This Anymore, is based on a very real-life experience I had while camping with my family in a very overcrowded Yosemite Valley one Labor Day weekend. My wife and I and our two daughters were asleep in our tent when we were awakened by a crash and a terrible argument between a young couple in the tent next to us, about 20 feet away. She was screaming, Go ahead, hit me, you bastard! Go ahead, I dare you! That's all you know how to do, isn't it? My wife, wide-eyed, stared at me and said, Peter, you better go over there and help. I said, Sounds like they could use some help. Uh, But there's a reason why even armed police don't want to mess in domestic disputes. You're a psychologist, she said, looking really convinced that that would make a difference. Uh, okay, I said. Here's the song I wrote about that. Let's not do this anymore. Asleep late at night in a crowded campsite. Crash woke me up, then a scream and a curse. Outside my tent, couple having a fight. I went out, but it only got worse She yelled in his face, then he shoved her down Threatened to hit her if she did it again I was scared, but I stood my ground He stared back, we got a problem here, friend I said, let's not do this anymore Maybe where you're from You can hit someone, but hitting someone never settles the score. So let's not do this anymore. Then she yelled at me too, with tears in her eyes. It's none of your business, so go away. He stepped up twice my size, and the only thing I could think to say was, Let's not do this anymore 
some men think this is what women are for but it's not true and you know it too so let's not do this anymore he cocked his head clenched his hand I don't need lessons from a jerk like you maybe not but I understand you'd be doing this better if you knew what to do let's not do this anymore if you're really that strong then pass it along Hitting's not what people are for So hey, let's not do this anymore. He grabbed her arm, said, get in the car. It's your fault, she said as they walked away And I'm not sure, but through their open window I thought I heard him say Let's not do this anymore That dude's right Hey, I don't want to fight This kind of stuff is what turns into war so let's not do this anymore Let's just not do this anymore Okay, you're asking, did it really happen that way? Come on, Peter, really? Well, most of it happened that way. I was frightened. The guy was huge, and he knew that if I was oppositional in any way, it would not work out with any successful outcomes for me or them. And it was weird but understandable that she attacked me verbally, too, even though I wanted to lower the temperature. I was thinking of being a witness, just watching without exacerbating the situation. And that seemed to work, but it was iffy. Also, it helped that I'm male, white, 6'3", and somewhat experienced, I didn't like my family being so close to a situation that was so volatile. I didn't feel like I could protect them if something else happened. That didn't help much as I was trying to appear very calm. I've been in stores before when a mom would lose it with her unruly child and start smacking him or her, and none of us ever really know how to intervene. I thought about that after I went through a couple of those store spankings where I did nothing to stop them because I wasn't prepared. We don't get that kind of training in school, so we don't know how to behave in those situations, do we? What I did after the last time that happened was to sit down and think about how I might intervene if I found myself in that situation again. I thought that witnessing the pain, confusion, and upsetness of the perpetrator might be the most helpful way to go. Wow, I said, can I help in any way? I've had my kid drive me absolutely nuts in the store a couple of times, too. Want me to watch your groceries for a couple of minutes so you can catch your breath, or, or can I go get something for you? Then, depending on what, who, and where we are, and, and the response of the parent and the child, 
I might pretend my hand is an animal that can talk to the child. I make a silly voice and say, I don't like it when my mom gets so mad at me. I wasn't doing anything at all. Well, sometimes moms just need a break because they work so hard taking care of us kids, I say to my hand. But I just wanted to tell her that I wanted her to buy something for me, my hand would say. Well, maybe we could sing it to her so she can hear it better. Sing it? My hand was perplexed, but listening. Yeah, then I'd sing, Please, Mommy, can I please get what I want? Please, can you listen to me now? And then I might whisper the whole thing again. Please, Mommy, can I get what I want? Please, will you listen to me now? I'd watch to see if the temperatures are going down, making sure Mom or Dad knows that I see they are temporarily overwhelmed and that I'm their ally. I've identified with them. I'm a parent, too. I might even say, I'm a psychologist, but that's really secondary. They need to be seen and not shamed for what they've been doing, or the child may get it even worse when they get home. So going through that exercise of thinking, what can I do, really helped me. Might help you to do that, too. We know that no two situations will ever be exactly the same, so interventions need to be personal and fit you and your own abilities, so you can be as comfortable and familiar as possible while you are intervening. Yes, I know I didn't answer your question about the song, So the answer is, no, I didn't actually hear what he said to her in the car through the open window when they left. That part of the song, I kind of imagined it, how I hoped it might have gone. A couple of weeks ago, I did a concert discussion presentation at our theater with a bunch of people called, Can We Raise Our Boys So Our Girls Won't Need Me Too? That's the Me Too movement. I got my friends Pat and Sandy from Emma's Revolution to come sing with me, and Ellen Gear and Melora Marshall, and a couple of men friends, Gerald Rivers and Jimmy McVeigh, and Alan Corbin, who's the co-chair of the National Organization for Men Against Sexism. And we sang songs and talked about how men and boys learn the messages from our culture and our families that somehow girls can be perceived as less than, as treated like sexual objects or possessions, and not as people who deserve to have the same respect and caring that men deserve. So that's it for this week. Please let your friends know about this podcast. You can also follow me on Facebook or like my We Like Peter Alsop page on Facebook. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Bye for now.